It's the World Joy Movement Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the World Joy Movement Podcast, where we're bringing together trailblazers to shape a more joyful world, one powerful conversation at a time. Because the only way to move the world is to first be moved yourself. I'm Niyama Shang, founder of the World Joy Movement. Want to play? I think we're good. Ah, so here we are. We're back in conversation here. The World Joy Movement is a flowing um, and the movement part is, is taking place. And one of the things that's really lovely about uh, when looking at the World Joy Movement, we're, we're a bunch of people who've decided to try and figure out how to take the suffering in the world and transform it into a, a more joyful world. And what's really lovely about our approach is that we're, we're all practitioners. We're practitioners of, of joy and, uh, and uplifting the world in our own way. Now, that being said, it doesn't necessarily mean that we are also just one-dimensional people who only experience joy in all, uh, in, at all times in life. And I love having these conversations, especially when we have a coaching conversation, because it gives room for, for us as leaders, as people who are really embarking on a journey to, to say, how do we make our impact um, to both be out in the world, creating and co-creating and collaborating and bringing new, new ways of uplifting people out there, but then also still having space for our internal demons, the, the thoughts and doubts that, that creep up, the hidden fears and, and also the limiting beliefs and mindsets that we might have. We can, we can have a space for all of that so that we can be and, and, and enjoy the process of excavating or at least getting different perspectives on it. That's, uh, I, I, I enter into this conversation here uh, wanting to create that much space in this conversation. I have no idea where it's going to go. Um, we, this is a, this is a continuation of an earlier conversation that we had, um, uh, Philippa and I met yesterday and we had a, a, a deep coaching conversation and there were some things that were still on the table that we wanted to at least create space to bring back into the room. Now, Philippa, in a bit here, I'm going to open it up for you. I want to like, want to bring you into this room and such, but I'll say this from the very beginning. We may not talk about anything that we talked about from the, from yesterday. We don't need to continue um, in, a, in a linear step-by-step -step fashion from that. Because when you're operating in a place of joy, you're coming from a place of wholeness. You're coming from a place of, of completion, synergy. And when you're coming from coaching, since we're not in the information-based game, we're in the insight-based game, if we're able to find various insights that actually um, help you see your world differently, then in, from that place, the options that might become available for you, the challenges and roadblocks that you felt like you were facing, and the possibilities that, that you want to create, you might be able to take, they may have a totally different um, place within you or as we go forward. So I'm just gonna let you know, I'm not tied to specifically continuing the conversation from, from the other day. And I'll also make sure that we create space and bring it in, in case, in case there is something to really continue, continue down. But are you good with allowing, my biggest thing is like, let me be in the space with you to help you create more joy through the way that you show up in the world. Yeah. Are you good with that, Philippa? Yes, I'm really good with that. 
Awesome. Awesome. So let's go ahead and a bit here. Like we're already playing. We're already playing. Like my 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 uh shoulders are shaking here. You told me before we came on here that there was something that that you really wanted to express. And uh, you know, joy for, for me is all about unabashed, unapologetic expression. So please, yeah. uh, in the joyful way that is you, please, please share, please share your joy with us. Okay, so this morning I was uh, journaling and thinking about the day ahead and knowing that this conversation was coming up. And yesterday we said that we're going to talk about burnout today. And I actually wrote, we're going to talk about burnout today, which is a place that is the furthest from joy. It's in the land of shame, I wrote, of mental and physical limitations. And it's the antithesis of, of abundance which is where we started yesterday. Abundance, I said I wanted to create abundance. And, and I, I wrote this because I was thinking world joy movement and, and joy and, and where does this fit in, you know? And, and you introduced it beautifully as well. Um, you know, how, how we are all on a journey and it's being in joy is, is a beautiful place to be. And we're not always there. And, and think, that's the life. That's journey. That's the journey. Thank you for bringing that in. Like, uh, I think I think there's, there's elements here that I get curious immediately about. Um, and and I think that this would be a good place for us to just kind of kind of play out. We'll talk about burnout um, if, if that's if that's if that's really real. Um, what I love to look at is is what is the stories that, that are around it, right? Is there like, is there a space where burnout and joy do live? You know, I'm not necessarily sure that that they are, that they can't live in the same way. And that feels pretty radical. I'm not saying that I know the answer to of that there, but like perhaps the greatest insight of this conversation is that the definition that you just, that you just put out there doesn't need to be true. Mm. Like, like, and I, and I say that very, cause I, cause I can feel the energy in which, in which it was held from my standpoint and receiving that there as the first time I'm hearing it. Um, it's like, it's like, by the way, we're going to be talking about this thing called burnout and it's a bad thing and it doesn't really necessarily work with joy, but we need to talk about it. Cause like, cause, cause like, so, so just, just know that it's okay, even though it's not really joyful, you know? And I'm like, Ooh, this is, it's, it could be true. It may be it like it like it generally speaking, as I'm walking down the street, that's where I would naturally go with things. And I think as we're in this space of, of co-creation and being home, uh, part of it here is the wholeness of like what it's the ability to look at things from different perspectives. And so you've already given me an insight into the way that you see your world. And that's incredibly important, especially as we're we're a movement of uplifting the world and uplifting the world often involves uplifting individual people or the way that they see the world. So now I'm getting a chance to see like where are we starting from uh, with you here. So thank you for bringing that into the space here. Um, I invite you. I invite you to us being open to a, a definition of both burnout and joy that is even more expansive than than that without knowing if like we might get to the end and be like no 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 it was it was really good like <laughs> like we we captured it perfectly it was it was it was, it was uh, chef's kiss as they say right uh, it was chef's kiss uh yeah. and 
and I'm and and I, I I'm grateful that you put it in here because I think it gives us a chance to see and slow down a little bit and see like okay, what's going on there. I'll also say this here, and I, and I think the other thing that's really interesting here was um, how do I say it? So you framed the conversation really nicely. And there was also another part of it in the back of my mind. I was like, oh, it feels like, well, let me just ask you. There was an element that felt like, okay, I'm going to protect the person who's coming into this space to watch this in some, some future day, because we're going to talk about something that is not that like, like, and, and there was, there was something in there. Like, I, like, I, I really respect you for being someone that's like, I'm going to own this space and create this space and like, let like set the frame and like like we were already in co-creation like I, like I really respect you for that and there was a part of me that was like oh I wonder I wonder why that was really important to say you know so what, what like let's let's start with that here as we go down yeah that was really good that you that you captured that because yeah maybe the word is protect the word that popped up for me now was acknowledge. I wrote that to acknowledge something. And what I was acknowledging was something that you said yesterday, where you were saying, oh yeah, you mentioned burnout. And then it's, ooh, ooh. And it's like, oh, Philippa has learned how to talk about her burnout. And she does it so well that she moves on smoothly, quickly, as though we're talking about the blue sky and the sunshine of this particular day, you know, the weather. And, and it's not real. It's not, you know, and you picked up on that and, and you know, said, so let's give it the space that in actual fact, not it deserves, that's the wrong word, but a space that I'm not giving it. And that could be the protection side. And I wrote this morning and I was nervous about our conversation today in a way that I am not normally nervous about having a conversation with you and knowing it's being recorded and, you know, going out there in the world. I, I love to share my processes and my vulnerability and being human with the world together with you. I believe that that, that inspires other people. It was a acknowledgement of my nerves of this is, you know, you really nailed it yesterday. This is important for me to talk about. This is where there is something hiding. I'm hiding or protecting myself or whatever the word is. This, this really means something to me. And so I then wrote down that, that sentence because I'm thinking, how does this fit into the World Joy Movement? And realizing, it's beautiful. For me, it was beautiful. It was like, wow, we're, we're for me, I, I, I sometimes, I often say to myself, we have to be sad in order to know when we're going to be happy or when we're happy, not going to be, when we're happy. And it was almost like, who, you know, to know joy, then, then there is that opposite. There is that feeling, that abyss, that, that just in, in much the same way, there's that height, that, that, amazing oh my god I'm up in the clouds somewhere joy 
that expansiveness and the, the constriction, the contraction, the smallness of burnout, the, the, the containment of it and the freedom of joy, it, they, they cannot be without one another. It, 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 you know, it, it is, and, 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 some, and, I, and because, you know, because you were saying that some, some of the stuff I was going, it was like, have I felt more joy since crashing so spectacularly? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely live more intentionally. And I've gone on this journey of self-leadership, of learning how to set up my boundaries, of self-management. And, and I, it was a journey I was always half interested in or interested in, but it became like a mission. It became like, this is important. And this is not only important for me, but it's important for the world so that I can go on this journey and then, and then share that, share that with others. Yeah. Thank you, Philippa. And I, I want to acknowledge that there was just like some video things going on on my screen. So uh, hopefully, hopefully I didn't throw you off too much. Um, I'm going to do also a, a couple of different things here. You know, cause I, cause I think that if we don't do it, it's going to get in the way of, of, you, of you actually being able to create what you want, right? So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to release you of having to, for, to make this make sense or be be worthwhile or be joyful or anything like, like any, like I'm going to release you of anything having to do with any other person at any point in the future that watches this, whether they watch it today, tomorrow, or 30 years from now, right? right now you have a thing you were one that that reminded me about this self first right so for, for this conversation like i'm gonna like i'm just releasing you of having to have to worry about anyone else right and and the reason for this here is that like um i can i can imagine that one of the ways like, like as you were talking here the questions that were in my mind here i was hearing the content but there's also something that we really look at here in the world joy movement which is the context as I said, as I often say, I'm here to hear the things that aren't being said and to see the things that, that no one wants to be seen. All right. Uh, and I'm still really like, I'm still really um, intrigued by, it almost felt like, like, like that you needed to protect someone else entering into this conversation, not necessarily you, but almost like by protecting them, you're protecting you. And this seems really interesting to me. And like, this is part of the, the, the train on this one here. The question in my mind was, hmm, I wonder how often, like when Philippa is talking about burnout or someone else brings out burnout around Philippa, she feels like she needs to like make them feel okay with like that she's okay. Mm. Let me just check it. Let me just check in on that there. Oh, that was lovely. That was a nice concept. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I don't even know how any, any more words for that. That that is absolutely that. It's it's fine now. I've got it under control. You know that that is part of my history and something I have learned so much from. And I've also learned to be grateful of aspects of it. 
and I'm still working on that gratitude, but it's there, that there is something there. And so, yeah, I definitely think so. It's a, but it's raw as well. There is still aspects of it that's raw. So when we brought it up yesterday, it's raw. I was nervous because I know it's raw. And maybe it will be raw for the rest of my life. A place where that, 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 you know, it's, it's not, maybe it's not, it's not about necessarily healing. It's, it's maybe about acknowledging that that happened. And it's, it's not about smoothing it over and making it better because that then kind of diminishes what happened as well. It's like, it happened and it, it, felt like it felt and it did what it did to me and so and so that that's it's not about healing I I guess it's about for me then you know learning to be it to be a part of my life more and more and more and and draw strength from that that as well you know bringing that with me more and more which I guess I'm not doing you know, in, in many ways. I don't talk about it that much. I don't, you know, it's not. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate you, Philippa. Like what's happening right now in this conversation, like what we're doing right now is we're creating, we're spending some time creating the space for the type of conversation that will get you to someplace different when it comes to burnout, all right? When it comes to this part here. Um, it, it, was a, it was a thing for me at the beginning to see like, okay, I'm, I, how do I say it? It's almost like, do we have this space right now? If I wanted to go in and just start asking the questions around the burnout and tell me, do we have this space right now for you to be able to actually express it in the fullness of you? Or is there, or are there other barriers that might get in the way of you, of you actually being able to go there? So that's, that's where I'm going to ask some things. I think we need to create some agreements for me to feel like I'm really being able to, to go to places. And also for me to get a chance to, to understand like, yeah, it's for, for the communication to be, to come through clear and to be received. Right. Um, and I think for you to also go to places that, that you really want to go, um, you, like how, however it works, I, I, I can feel that. I get the sense of like, when you came in the beginning with the definition there, that was you creating, if I'm here and you're like, that was for me in a sense of like, I'm gonna go into this conversation and we're gonna talk about something that isn't this. And I, I also was here, that isn't joy in your, like, um, and I was also hearing like, like you're creating the space for you to be, be okay being in that conversation on this platform, right? Yeah. So that's, that's part of it. I'm yeah. hearing one, I'm hearing one there. So thank you. Yeah. Um, two, for me to for us to like in this co-created area that, that we're coming here together my ask is that we make an agreement that um we don't worry about anyone else getting any value from this conversation at all right like that like like to be to be just self first here uh that is the and i'm gonna play that game too like to just be present with just the two of us here in this space here are you in are you in agreement to show up in such a way that no one else needs to get any extra any additional value it's like you're just here for for the thing that you're here for yeah i am and i'm going to add to that because it's also what i thought just before i came on this call and i stood here and i'm like 
this is a space I can do this in because I know you can hold that space. Whatever is going to happen, I have complete and utter 100% trust in that you will hold that space for me. And that was a, you know, significant thought for me when I came in here. And, and, and therefore means that I can come in as me. You know, I can come in and stand here. I feel grounded. I feel like this is, this is our space, our conversation. And this is, this is for me. So let's so let's continue playing with that. Um, I want to just see for you, Philippa, like as we're creating this space for you, right? Um, knowing, like, like you brought up, like the when I brought up the um, burnout and how you can make it look a certain way, how you can do things with it. I'm paying attention to see, like, in this conversation already, how does Philippa treat burnout right now? How does she hold it? Where, where, like, is it something that's like, is it something that's bright and it's like, this is this is a gift that that took place? Like, I'm listening to all these different things that, that you're saying. Um, how will you? This is the question I didn't think I didn't know. How will you fool me or yourself in this conversation when we're when we're talking about? Uh, about your burnout, where where are some of your escape pods? Where are some of the ways that you might um, you might try and and kind of like I don't know I'm going to say wiggle out of of the actual like transformation that's that's on the precipice? Because I will tell you, it's a good thing that happened mm. to me, and I've learned a lot from it. Yeah, that that yeah. It, you know, if I start saying that, go Philippa, you know, you don't need to tell me that. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. we can always say that about something terrible that happened in the past. You know, there is a gift and, and a opportunity that will come from, you know, if we choose to believe that. It, that isn't, that is, that is not though visiting that spot, that place and being there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I, I, I like that's I, I was I had a couple different agreements around that, like around how to frame it. Cause I'm like, I'm already seeing like we don't need to leave here with a positive way of feeling about it. We don't need to like a like a like a a rosy way of looking at this period like thing. And nor do we need to have a lesson to be to come out of it. Yeah. So so let's call that out here. Right. It's not to say like like for this this space and time, like if you don't feel like it was a positive thing, like just let's not even pretend, right? Let's not let's not even pretend. Let's just let's just call let's just see it for what it was. Because I think I think like if we're not doing that, we're missing what this space can offer, right? Mm -hmm. I'm also gonna and so that actually I'm glad that you're seeing that because the agreement I was gonna ask for you was like, don't worry about self coaching. Release yourself from self coaching here, right? Where where it's like. And then I could see the the way that I'm like, I'm like, oh, she's self-coaching right now. And we're never like, it's like, it's like, we're going down. And it's like, and let's just go back up to the top. There we go. Notice how we did. We did good job. Everyone, A star, did, did, like A plus star, gold star. We, we looked at, we looked at that, but don't worry. I'm okay. Right? <laughs> we looked at it on the surface. <laughs> yeah, I waited yeah. it and then we ducked back up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 My invitation is for you to not be okay. Yeah. Right? And and that's and and I do mean that. Like, don't worry about me. Um, I'm going to trust that, and this this is different than most other spaces, right? But I'm going to trust that that like 
this might be a space where the best thing that can happen for you may be to be undone a bit about it so that you can look at it from a different perspective. Uh, I don't see you as broken. I don't see you as needing to be fixed. And we are here in a movement. And part of the movement is sometimes we're moving energy. I mean, honestly, we're moving energy from any other state into the, the energy of joy, mm -hmm. right? And so with that, I don't know what might come out of it, but I, but I think I, like, I couldn't move, really get into this here until we created the space for all of that to be, yeah, just to be just it's not even acceptable, just like it's to be a non-issue and not like, it's just, if it shows up, it shows up, but you don't need to protect yourself. You don't certainly don't need to protect me or anyone else on this. Are you like really hear that invitation? Because like, are you good to play that way? How would like, actually, let me just make sure, how would you frame what I'm inviting you to, to do? How would you say what, what, what I just said there, if you had to bottom line it in terms of what it means to you, what I just said, what would you call that? I would call that if I end up standing here crying for 10 minutes and can't get a word out, that's also fine. Awesome. Are you willing to play that way? Yeah. All right, cool. And you might be angry. You might be, you might be joyful, like not joyful, but like happy. They're two different things. Yeah. Um, but like, let's, let's just play. Okay. Philip, I like, I feel like you're in the room now. I feel like, I feel like it can be in the room without it, like without us having to grasp it differently. Is there anything else that I missed that might get in the way that that might make this, this part of this, this thing around exploring, um, exploring, the burnout more slippery or more elusive than, than it might seem. Yeah, that if I don't cry, that's also good. Mm. You know, it, it might be that what I feel, what I, you know, it, it doesn't have to go there. It doesn't have to be, you know, that, that I'm, I don't want to be standing here judging myself for that, oh my goodness, I'm not crying for 10 minutes, you know, and, and having complete sort of meltdown and, and you know, it, it doesn't have to be that either. And I want that to just be said in the room. It's like, let's see what happens. Awesome. All right, Philippa, let's play. And I, and I, I really acknowledge you here. Uh, we took time. It took like 20 minutes to really set up this space. A lot of times people just try and jump in and would have missed that the very first thing you, you said, like for me, I was like, oh, we're not, we're not in the space yet where we can really honestly talk about where we need to go here, you know? And I acknowledge you for being in this conversation and calling yourself out, you know, for, for you proactively saying, hey, by the way, this is this is how it's gonna look. And I, I, as we yeah. go through, like last time we played the peekaboo game, you know, just keep calling yourself out as it goes along. And, I, and, and you know me, I, like, I'll take 20 minutes to make sure that we're actually having a real conversation as opposed to anything that's just not gonna serve. You good with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. Thank you for your trust in me. Thank you for your trust in me. And, and, and my, my, just, you know, my objective is not to make you cry or anything. I just wanna make sure we can actually see the thing, you know, and give you a chance. I have no idea what would actually serve you with it. That's like, my main thing is to give you a chance to be able to to be with the burnout in a, in, in a way that you've been in, potentially in a different way, such that while you're out there creating abundance in the back of your mind or like the anchor that's keeping you from actually flying in the world isn't, but what if this leads to burnout? Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
it's that. Yeah. Mm. Do, would you mind just to like really give it presence here? Um, and you can say no. So at any point, you, you're, I'm going to lead, but you're in control. All right. Um, I've heard you talk, say that you had burnout. Would you be open to sharing your flavor of burnout, telling a little, sharing the story of, of your burnout here? Is that something you'd be open to? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I'm I'm gonna also I want to say that I'm gonna, and I'd like you to help me here as well. So guide me a little bit. I don't want to tell the story that I normally tell. Mm. I'd like it to be more real. So it started with my incredible ambition and my need to create abundance and wealth for myself and my boys and my family. And it also arised from a passion for children in the world to have good quality, high quality education. And that's what drove me a lot as a teacher, as a principal, um, in everything I was doing, it was very focused on children's rights. And then also when I was a principal, the rights of my personnel that they could have work-life balance. I miss though a vital, vital part of that. I didn't have work-life balance. In fact, I didn't even know how to have work-life balance. And I was full on in every aspect in my life as a mother in creating a home in in being a wife in in being whatever role I had in the educational world and doing it in a foreign language. I just want to add. So, so I not only learned a foreign school system, I learned it in another language and I kept getting better at it and excelling and going up the career ladder. And I made sure my kids had the best education. So if they weren't, you know, if, if, the school was no longer serving them, I was strong enough to move them. If my kids ever were bullied at school, I stepped in and I made sure the school sorted it out. It was solved within 24 hours. And, you know, I was a powerhouse. I never tolerated bullying in my own schools as well. It was sort of this, this, this sense of, of love and passion to create a world where people really can excel. And I saw that as my, as my leadership, whether I was standing in a classroom as a teacher, whether I was standing there as a careers advisor or a school administrator or a principal or, my, or as a mother at home. My leadership role has always been to create a environment where people can thrive, where they can be the best possible person they can be. 
And, and, and as I say, the, the talking about this now, and I'm, I really am, I'm, I'm really digging deep to actually bring out a completely different way of talking about this. This is new. I've never said this before in this comparison. It, it's that that leadership is still something that that type of leadership is still important to me but it was this 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 one part of the jigsaw you know to to be that model to live like that you know the live as you preach type of thing I was busy creating for everybody else at the same time as I was emptying myself continually emptying myself and then and it probably, you know, I probably could have kept going for a lot, lot longer. I may never have even burnt out if I had not made a decision to get divorced, to split up from my husband, because I felt that the relationship we were in, even though we still cared very much about one another, no longer was conducive to the family. We were unhappy when we were living together. It was better that we were friends and didn't live together. And my sons were suffering. And when my sons suffer, I don't tolerate it. And, and so we have, we, I would just like to say that, that, you know, it was the easiest, most amicable divorce probably in the whole world. And we cared very much about one another, even afterwards. And I made, that was the first thing. But by doing that, I also know that I felt that I had failed. And I think looking back now, you know, whether it was depression from a clinical point of view, but I was definitely sad, grieving around the end of that marriage that had been there for 10 years. And, and, and I, I didn't deal with that. I didn't look at that. And then on top of that, I moved into a new relationship that wasn't really serving me. It's, and at the same time as I then decided that my son needed to move from the place that we were living on, we were living on an island in the middle of the Baltic, and I wanted to move him to Stockholm. So it wasn't just like a move down the road. It was, it's a big move. And so, and I was also doing vocational training at the time, at university level. Um, so I was studying to be a qualified principal at the same time as I was doing a full-time or more than full-time principal's job, because that's what it is. It's a bit of a kamikaze kind of job. Um, and so my, my plate was already full just studying and doing the full-time job. And then I added the move on top of it, which required me to find another job for my, to find kid, um, homes for uh, sorry schools for my kids and to sell my house pack it up sell it and move into a little apartment in Stockholm because that was what I could afford so I had to also scale down get rid of a lot of stuff so so the whole of that I was doing in 2013 2012 it doesn't really matter it was around that time and there was this year and the house looked like it was going to sell. Then it fell through and I ended up asking the person that I was together with 
whether we could actually move in together with him in his small apartment, I and my son, so that my at least my eldest son could start the school. It was like starting college in the USA or upper secondary school in, in England. It was that sort of level. He was moving and it was important for him. The reason I was doing it is because he's incredibly intelligent and I knew, and the school even said to me, please move him to a place. He's not going to get the intellectual stimulus here on this island. He needs to be in another environment. And that was that was the baseline for doing what I was doing. It was an awful time for me, for my career. It was an awful time to be doing it for my younger son from his schooling point of view. But I still did it. And I made it work. I found solutions even when things didn't really fall into place. I remember my eldest son looking at me at one point and he went, mum, are we going to make this? Are we really going to move to Stockholm? It was so important to him. And I just looked at him and I went, yeah, we're doing it. And I made it happen. I moved mountains and I made it happen. And I took a job that was too big for me, but it was like, it's a job, we're doing it. I'm going to do this. It was actually too big for me. And I knew it. it yeah, it was a feeling even at the interview. It was like, <sighs> and I said yes, just to get everything in place so that I could make this work. And then I did the job. We lived in this tiny apartment. And at the same time, I started looking for, continued to look for apartments up in Stockholm. So we weren't even living in our own space. We were cramped into a little apartment with all of our stuff packed up in storage, just the basics with us. So we were camping basically for a number of months. And, and at the same time as, you know, the job was too much for me. Um, but well, it became even more too much for me because I, I, as a principal, I had lots of vice principals and within two months, they'd all disappeared. One of them had another job and two of them got ill. And, and suddenly, and then even my assistant got ill or actually she was already ill. I sent her away and to go and get sorted out. I, you know, that was again, it was like, I, no, 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 I'll cope. And of course I didn't cope because I, you know, basically I had no, no support system. I had nobody there. And, and suddenly I was basically doing the job of five people in a job that was already too big for me, you know, in a position that was already stretching me way beyond, beyond my competency. And, but it was like, I'm doing this because this is going to work. And, and then, and, and then we, we bought a house together, this, this person I was together with, and I'm going to say, I am together with, we even got married after many years of living together. But at the time, you know, we kind of did it as a, as a financial thing, because we worked out that both of us actually paying for apartments, it would be cheaper if actually we bought a house together. So we did. And saying, if it doesn't work out, we'll sell it again and make money. Within a few years time when our kids have sort of moved out. Actually, by the time they were moving out, we got married, we're still together. But it wasn't a good time for either of us. He was also struggling, had also his problems. So it was a, it was a, we spent the first few years wondering whether we should even be together. It was at that level. And, and, and by the time that I got to this, you, you know, within a couple of months of being in this first job, at uh, this job, I wanted to leave. I remember standing there in my office on a Friday. It was like nine o'clock in the morning. I shut the door and I had tears running down my face and I'm like, I want to get out of here. 
And it's like, but I can't, I've got to do this. And so I, I kept going and kept going as my health got worse and worse. And I started feeling that sometimes I was dizzy when I, when I was getting up out of a chair. I had trouble concentrating. I was having great trouble sleeping. And the, the immense pressure I was under all the time. And, and I, I just kept going. I kept going and I kept going and I created an amazing Christmas for us. And then the new year came and, and, and then I, I took myself off to Dubai for five, five days because I was going to then relax. Could I relax for five minutes? No. I was so overstretched over that the, there was no way that was going to happen. I came back and I realized that my health was so bad that things were not working things you know my mental you know things were not working anymore and I knew that if I didn't stop now I might not be able to get out of bed one morning I'd gone too far so I'm like I think I think I, I you know I think I'm burning out and so I went to the doctor and sure enough that was what they diagnosed and then of course then I was off sick and within a month my employee employer then said to me we don't want you we're kicking you out which in some countries you can do that actually here in Sweden it's very difficult to do that to, to kick somebody out when they're on sick leave so I fought tooth and nail to not let them do that until the November of that year so that in the in April they did that and then in the November I made the decision to leave and organized a payoff and you know, sort of settlement thing, and I left. But I left on my terms. And I left when I was ready because I no longer wanted to have the you are on sick leave label on me anymore. I didn't want that. I felt that that wasn't serving me anymore. And I needed to step out of that with all of the consequences that I had. And I thought, I'm not going to get better playing that I am sick game. I need to step out and go, I'm something else game giving myself another identity and moving out of that. So, so, and, and then that, that was perhaps the start of the, the journey to recovery when I took over that. So I'm going to pause before we get to the journey of recovery, right? How are you feeling inside right now? I have tears behind my eyes and I have a sort of sense of, there's two senses as well, sort of slowly welling up in me here. And one of the senses is that, wow, that was an interesting story, telling it like that. And some elements of it I've said before, but some I hadn't. And, and looking at it like that. And, and, and I also don't want to land in the familiarity of that story and then, oh, and it was okay. Because you know what? It wasn't okay. It, it wasn't know, okay about it. Like, like, give us more. It was, it was, you know, the feelings, everything I was doing was not okay. You know, can I ask you a question around that in particular? Like, 
because uh, there, there, there are certain times in your story that were that I I got really curious, got really curious. You 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 talked about the Friday morning when you went into your office, you know, and you had tears like like streaming down your face, and you're like, I don't want to do this. Like, can you take me to that to that day? Like like like. It, it, and then, then shortly afterwards, you talked about like the dizziness, the trouble getting up, the trouble sleeping, and this like feeling the pressure there. Um, I, I would love to like you walk into the room. If you can take me to that to that that day, you're walking to the room to your office. You go there. It's a Friday morning. You know, most other people are excited. It's the end of the week, and for you, there's tears like running down down your face. Like, what was going on through through your mind? What what led to it? Like, it, it wasn't just a spontaneous thing per se. That we, like, what was go what, to to the extent that you can remember? Can you take us to that moment and yeah, maybe just walk me through? I can, I can. It was this, it's this sense of pressure that had been, that was just always there now and, and relentless. So each day then a new problem arose, a new challenge, something new was being thrown at me. And I felt this sort of, I was already bearing up you know under an incredible weight and felt so this sort of constriction inside me and and it, and I don't even know what it was that triggered the, you know what actual event happened but it was and it might have been nothing it might have been literally I'd arrived at work and I go in there and I look at that you know, it's a new day, and, and what am I doing here? I don't even want to be here. You know, I didn't even like the aesthetical, you know, the actual surroundings. They weren't even inspiring for me. I actually hated the school building I was having to work in. You know, up until my that point in my life, I had always lived and worked in beautiful places funnily enough and and so that and I think so it was just walking into this room and and closing that door behind me and as I say I don't and I think it was closing the door it was just like I just need to close the door I just need to breathe you know just and it was it was like I just need to shut out everything when I did that and I just stood there and it was like I still can't breathe I still it's still all here and and this feeling of I don't want to be here and 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 it was going through my head it's like I could just pick up my bag and I could walk out and never ever come back and 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 just the fact that that was going through my head at that time, you know, it was there, it was there. And then of course the voice of reason sort of came over and went, you can't, you have kids to pay for, you know, you have a, a, a home to sort out for them. You have no choice right now. Walk over to that desk, sit down, 
get in front of that computer and do your work. I think it was just after that as well. Some people came in and they were bringing up a problem. And I remember standing there and, and trying to deal with that conversation, just wanting to cry. And I maybe even said something like that. I don't know. You know, I'm going, I'm at the limit. I cannot take one more thing. And, and you know, and I, I can't even remember whether I did that or didn't, but I, I may have done because I was so weak that the sort of the, you know, I couldn't be professional enough to keep that to myself. So I may have even said a sentence along those lines. And I remember then letting them out again and shutting the door and just like, it's, it was like, I forced myself to do everything. I forced myself forward. I kept going. And it was an, and, and kept ignoring all of the signals, you know, but it wasn't like I was ignoring, it was actively pushing them aside. And I'd been doing that for a long time, you know, warning signals, etc. and going, no, because this is the way forward. This is making something possible for my sons to stay here. And, 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 you know, I've, I've given them the Astrid Lindgren upbringing on Gotland in the middle of the Baltic Sea. Now they're getting streetwise in, in, you know, the big city Stockholm. And this is my life work. This is me being the best possible mother I can be. There was that part of me. And there was also another part of me in the armor that was going, and I need this too. You know, that, that island was too small for me. I also wanted to stretch my wings and fly finally. And to also be in an environment where I could grow more, you know, even more and be in a more international place. I, I, over many years, I was missing using, you know, missing my mother tongue. I've spent... I spent 25 years speaking other languages and very little of my mother tongue. So 10 years German, 15 years of Swedish or, or 12 years, 15, whatever. And, and, I, and I, I also think that part of me wanted that because I saw myself living in Stockholm. I saw myself being, living a different life and I wanted it too. So I don't want it, this story to be just about, oh, wasn't she an amazing mother that did all that for that, her kids? That was one driver, but there was like this selfish, self-first, I want this too. This is, you know, it's time. And, and, when I say that, then another reflection comes up. And I think that's why it's still raw and so hurts because part of me is going, and it didn't really work out or it still hasn't really worked out as you imagined it. And, and you're still working towards that, that lifestyle, that way of being in Stockholm. 
it's it's being elusive and you're chasing it. Yeah, and, and that, and, and it's sort of, and of course that, no, I'm not, I was gonna say something, but that becomes an intellectual self-coaching. So we'll leave what happened previously in life, you know, that could be a, that's not relevant. Today is sort of like, yeah, it was that, that, that today, it was like I had a glimpse of what it would feel like to earn a good salary, to live in a city, to be able to have easy access to the stimulus that I wanted to have intellectually and emotionally and you know the richness of living in a city when I'd been and, and also to be close to the countryside to have that sort of the, the you know Stockholm is, is not a very big 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 city it's easy to get out into the archipelago and, and enjoy the beauty of the nature and, and, and the countryside so it's like I still had both and I had this glimpse as I was a principal, and then it, it I lost it all. It all disappeared. It all, and, and there's this sort of feeling of, 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 you know, sort of always striving after something and never, just never quite getting there. Never, not for me. And, and so, so the stories of, do I deserve this? You know, those negative thoughts, those things that are going to pull me down and go, maybe, maybe you never, you're never going to get there, maybe. Maybe you're just going to pretend and play being that person that you want to be. And that... And that, and that I've never said before. I've thought it though, but I've never said it out loud. So in some ways, it's a bit like, you know, when I say that that burnout, you know, when I want to do the self-coaching thing, go, burnout was a good thing. It was a gift and an opportunity. Yeah, at some level it was. But you know what? Not really at the level that I would like it to be because I haven't come back to that feeling I had of power and being in control of my life and my destiny that I'm still in a space where I am, you know, in a fantastic supportive relationship and, and together, you know, we're creating a lovely life, but it's still not, I still don't feel that I am contributing and, and I am that powerhouse I was at the same time as I don't want to be the same sort of powerhouse I was because 
I understand now that was destructive. I always emptied myself. What else, Philippa? Also, I feel, and it's something that comes up again and again, is I feel, even though I created something really good for my sons, I also feel that I've let them down. That because I fell so hard, and, and, and the way I behave, a way somebody behaves when they're burnt out is emotionally unstable. So, and, and, and them living with a mother who in some ways, I suppose, had always been so incredibly strong for them and had shown them how to stand up for themselves in life, had shown them, you know, had protected them, had, had led the way, had created these things for them, was, was so weak and, and was so unstable and unable to, to sort of go out there and get another job again. It took me a few years to get, a full-time job, they sacked me after two weeks because they realized you're still not back. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't concentrate long enough. And, and so, and I also at the time as well, when I was suffering, my youngest son was suffering as well. It took him time to get in, you know, to... <laughs> It took him months, maybe even a year, more than that, to actually really like living in Stockholm area. We, he would say to me sometimes, I miss Scotland. You know, I'd like to just be able to turn up in school with the clothes that I love wearing, you know, which was kind of like sports clothes. He loves sports. He says, I don't want to turn up in a Gant or Ralph Lauren pullover etc because that was the type of school he was going to because that was the place that we'd moved to and it's like I remember him coming home one day and he says mom are you expecting me to be a civil engineer and I'm like no you can be whoever you like and I'm like where do you get that from yeah because all of my friends at school they're going to be studying this this and this to be either become a basically a lawyer or a civil engineer that was the expectation. That was the place. So we had come literally from this Astrid Lindgren, you know, Pippi Longstocking, you can, you know, world where you can be who you are and you are the strongest to, to a, you know, I'd also put him in a place where there was a completely different set of values and rules, which was so far from, you know, his, his blissful childhood. He'd allowed, to, he was a child still although he was an early teenager, he was much more of a child than, than everybody else in his class. They were so much more streetwise. They were, they were so much more grown up than he. And, and so that was also a part that really hurt, that, that, that added to that suffering that I was feeling. It was like, and, 
you know, t today, I don't think either of them would ever say that they regret the move. And, and I know both of them are flying high and they're loving it. They're absolutely loving it. And my youngest son has the most amazing group of friends here and he's had the most amazing experiences he would never, ever, ever have had if we'd stayed where we'd stayed. So, so you know, there's a happy ending to that. But Niyama, it still gets to me. I can still wake up, you know, first thing in the morning and, and, and feel regret, feel, you know, fear and, and, and shame, you know, literally shame sometimes because I won't even talk about it and go, you know, and go, what did I do? You know, what did I put my youngest son through? And even what worry did I put my kids through that I wasn't functioning for a long time? Even, even like before we moved, you know, there were things that were not really functioning right. You know, where I was low and, and pushing forward and they were young teenagers, they can see it. They're not blind, they're kids, they sense everything. And so there's this, this also this feeling that I failed as a mother during that time as well. And, and I look back on that and think, you know, you sort of this, this classic sort of, I'd love to turn back the clock and do it differently. Not the move, but to have made it somehow better, to have been there more for them, to have been stronger, to have not let them down so I didn't just let myself down I let them down and 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 they are two people that are worried about me today they will express worry and they will say to me we don't want you to burn out again you know oh it's good that you're doing this but and I get it I totally get it. I get where that fear is coming from. You know, you, you, you love your parents and you don't want them to go through something like that again because you don't want to go through it again. You know, because it will affect them. Even though they don't live with me anymore, of course it's going to affect them if they knew that their mother then burnt out again. So there is a fear and a worry there sometimes. A... a a kind of, we'll believe it when we see it, that you succeed. And, and that, that also plays into the fact that I feel that I can never, that, that burnout is something that is always there then. It's like, it can't, you know, it, it's like other things that have happened in my life, I can walk away from. You know, and, and it's, it's history, but it's like, it's as though burnout won't let me go. I will have friends that will say the same as well. Watch out, you know, that you don't burn out again. Watch out that, you know, that you don't overbook yourself, that you don't do too much, that you, you know, you're a high achiever, you will. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And when you're passionate about something, you'll go all in. Yeah, I will. And, and, and so there's a part of me that feels that the world is not giving me space to be who I want to be. 
in a well-meaning sense. It's not in a we're holding you back, but in some ways it is. It constrains me because that fear, that worry is contagious, like I said yesterday. And also it might not, you know, it will be a contagious because then I will feel it. And, and I don't need that because I can feel that all by myself at other times. You know, so, so it's compounded. It's like, I can feel that fear and worry on my own. And then I meet someone who expresses that fear and worry and I get, oh, I get to experience that as well. So I get to experience my own fear and worry and somebody else's. It's like, you know what? It's actually enough that I have my own. Because everybody, sorry, everybody, my notes are running now. It's because everybody is, you know, has their own fears and worries. Every normal person does. And that kind of is enough. Having other people fear and worry as well about me, that, that's, that compounds it. That, that makes it, you know, more fear and worry to deal with. And a sense of what is it I have to do to prove to people that I've got it now. And, and it, so, it, so it's like, if I have a day where suddenly tiredness hits me, it's probably just because tiredness has hit me. It's because, you know, something's happened in my life and, and, you know, I was worried about something or, or stressed about whatever, you know, or I did too much. I had, you know, it was too intense and I got tired just like any other person would. It doesn't mean to say I'm on the cusp of burnout again because then the following day I'm fine again or, you know, I recover. I, I go to bed early and I get up and I'm like, yeah, great. I was tired yesterday. I'm not tired today. <laughs> yeah. As you say, there's a few different things that, that come up here. I um, thank you, Philippa. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for thank you for for being real here in this this space. And um, I'm I'm saying something now because I had because the curiosity came um, here. You said, um, "What is it that that Philippa has to do to prove to people that you've got it now?" And this, the question that comes up, the curiosity I have is, is what is it that you have to do to prove to yourself that you've got it now? Yeah. And there's, that is definitely the question. And it's difficult to pull it, the threads apart, because because you know, I will set up something, I will do something, and I'll be enjoying something, but it will be perceived. by someone else as too much, watch out, or you're doing this all the time. And it's like, no, I'm not. 
So it's sort of like a two-edged sword as well, a little bit, because Okay, the thing that comes up in my head is like, what if it's enough that I can convince myself? Because what's coming up in my head is like, yeah, it isn't enough that I've convinced myself because the rest of the world still doesn't believe it. But what if it is enough that I know that I've got this? And when do I know that I've got this? The answer is, I'll never know. How can, how can I know? At the same time as I also know that I have knowledge, skills, and tools today that I didn't have back in 2012, 13. In fact, I'd moved to a place where I had no, you know, basically no friends here. So network, none. So today I have a network. Today I have tools and skills and abilities. So life can throw some shit at me. And, and it can blow a storm. And I've got it. I've got it. And I can recover quicker than I did before because I can label the enemy. I can see it. I can, I can, I know the feelings and I can work to shift it, even if it still takes time. But I'm, I know there wasn't a, like I was saying, I was deliberately ignoring it before. You actually said you were forcing it. You're you were forcing it and pushing it away. It was not not just deliberately ignoring it. Like you were actively pushing it away. Actively, absolutely. And I don't do that now. I do look at it. And I go, okay, what's happening here? Okay, recalibrate. You know, stop, think about it, look at it. What's happening here? It's because as well, old habits die hard, as they say. So, you know, my instinct is to do things the way that I did for years. Yeah, there's there's something on that there because I feel uh, are you good are you good on time here? Like like I wanted to give space for for this to be said here for for you to express what needed to be expressed. Are you good with time? I still have some time yeah. if you if you are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So there's an element here. Um, I feel very honored in hearing this here. Um, there's there's. I can feel there's like an energy shift into like okay. So now, like, like this, this has been the story. This is part of the journey. This is where I am, and this is this is the the reality. There's a reality of the people who know me and love me in my life, who've been with me through 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 that period of burnout. Like, there is a very real. Like, I just feel the love and care you have for your sons and for your family. Like, like there's a very real part of like honoring that, while at the same time honoring you I, like there, there's this element of like it's, it's not just about them and make, making sure that they're growing i absolutely know that's at the core of it and there's 
Philippa's desires, Philippa's wants, Philippa's like need for growth and challenge and exploration and, and the world that she sees for herself and the life that she's seen for herself. And both of those things are existing. And I'm hearing right now, as it relates to burnout in particular, some tension that's, that's, that's there. I want to give some space here in this next part of the conversation to kind of look at it and, and see, okay, as you are creating to, to take on to take on the the conversation from the place of creation, but before we do that, I think I think we need to honor and, and acknowledge like um, the space of what you've shared here. Mm. Right. I'm going to ask just a few quick a few questions here, just to just to check in with you, see where you are, um, and the elements that that. First of all, just how are you? Let me just check in with you. Like, how how like. How are you? You're sharing. You, you shared this year. What's going on either internally, externally? What what what? How, however, that answer is for you. Let me know. Solid. Yeah, that's what I feel. Yeah, uh, that's what I feel. Um, the the thing that I got from this year, as you're talking, is like I have a distinction when it comes to stories. Like, if you notice, there's just a lot of space for you to share share your story. Um, and that was intentional. There wasn't like, it was, it was the reason it was intentional was I'm like, you're not in victimhood around this. You're not a victim of it there. This is a story of someone who's owned this element. And it's like, it's like, this is a part of my, this is a part of my life. This is a part of my history. This is a part of my present, even in different ways, you know, but it is not acting on me. It is something that like, that you, you, you own. And so I want to acknowledge you like firstly for that, that like, cause, cause it, it doesn't feel like you are a victim of it in the same way. Like, but, and, and if that was the case, our conversation would have gone in a different way, very different, like very early on. But this felt like someone who's like, this is my story. This is where it was. And let me just let that out into this space. Yeah, yeah. And it felt very like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I want I want to I need I want to acknowledge you because there's a it's a very different different um, it's completely different um, and there's some people who are still there are people who will hear your story one day where that you can share from a place of ownership that might still be in victim victimhood around it and and not know that like well actually just be just to know that it's even possible to come out on the other side as you are or to go through the journey i don't know what the other side is there's a part of me that that, that is very cautious about euphemistic terms or completion or like sunny you're able like yeah you're on the other side you know uh but to know that there are like like you you've gone through the journey so much so that like for years it was hard for you to hold down a long-term job you know a full-time job right like You've really gone through through it. You know what the impact is on on your family, especially those that you've like you you've done all made a lot of decisions to invest in them, and you also see what that impact is, and you carry with you some elements of those things. And I just I I just acknowledge your ownership of that right here, and I wanted to state the power in 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 hearing you share this story in this way. Thanks. Yeah. What was your greatest insight or the thing that surprised you or something that like, you're like, oh, wow, huh. That, that, that I didn't expect 
or I'm, I'm really glad that I said it or whatever it is, or like, what, what was something in the, in, in the story that you just shared um, that felt, that felt fresh to you or meaningful? I'm glad that I said that I wanted the move too, so that I could fly and, and leading on then into acknowledging that the insight was that I wanted something that I still haven't got. That what it, what, you know, and I hadn't realized that there, until now, that there was some, there was a vision, there was something, even if I hadn't written it down and it was super clear to me, this is it. There was something diffuse, a feeling, a way of living and being that I was dreaming that I haven't, managed to achieve yet and that could also that insight of of linking it to is that why I feel that that burnout is still there and then and then just from the last thing you said that it it it, it isn't maybe about recovery it's maybe not about coming out the other side you know that there isn't maybe a beginning or end because you know there's a beginning and end to life but what happens to us in life there isn't really a beginning and end it's just a continuum and 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 perhaps freeing myself from that as well that there is an end and therefore I can let go it is it is it's it's almost like that burnout has become an, another layer of my complexity and will be that part of me and and you know as much as other values experiences everything else you know is is makes us complex as people it's it's not something to park to package to put over there as well, that's my story. It's, it's. And that, that kind of feels also sad to say that because I guess there's a feeling that I would really like to just fix it, solve it. You know, it's like the, 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 the things that people say is like, Ooh, you can burn out again, you know, and, and, and people say that it goes quicker next time. You know, these things, it's like, they come up as demons in my head as well. And it's like, but somehow in what I was just saying, although it's bringing up tears and a feeling of sadness in me, that, that maybe there's something in that though, that actually is quite powerful. That there's a level of, acceptance of that being actually part of me and who I am and 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 how where that sits in me or how that sort of I don't know right now I don't yeah, don't 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 like. Yeah, I can. This is don't don't get to that. Like, 
like we're, we're, in, we're in the awareness part. And, and like I said, I don't have any real destination here other than to give you a chance to see this with different perspectives, right? Uh, and part of, the, part of the thing that comes up through this is that we're ex excavating and giving you different levels of awareness around this so you can see it, take it out of the blind spot and give you a chance to see it so that when you're out in the world and you find yourself either wanting to create or not creating or feeling that something's holding you back or feeling that like, something, like, like something's off, you know, you have more that you can look at and, and, and be able to identify and, and say, oh, here it is. This is like, th you, you have more of your, those resources available to you in your own toolkit. Mm -hmm. uh, and look, there, like there's, there's an element of this that, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask that we, we hold it open to this could be you. It could be a part of you. It could have been you for a time, whatever it is. Uh, when you talk right now, uh, you remind me of when I, when I meet people, I'm like, I'm a recovering people pleaser. I'm a recovering people pleaser. I'm not a recovered people pleaser. Every single day, I have to go out in the world and make sure that like today, I'm going to show up real. I'm, today, I'm going to show up honest. In this conversation, I'm going to do it. This whole, the first like 20 minutes of this conversation, when we're setting up this, the, the, the conversation here, I'm like, someone's going to watch this and be like, why didn't you just jump in? Like, what, like, you know, like, uh, and, and there was probably part of the reason why when, when things came up around the definitions at the very beginning, um, I, I ended up like stating what I stated where I'm like, let's not worry about like worry about other people. I'm a recovering people pleaser. It is, it is the basis of the business that I have, you know, it is like, and I recognize it because, uh, like, and as such, I use that now to go out into the world and help people like own who they are while I'm also working in real time on my own people pleasing. Like this is like, and I have, and, and there are levels that I have that, that, that keep showing up with it. Um, there are levels where I've gotten above it and I'm like, cool, got it, nailed it. Like totally got the people pleasing thing down. Uh, and then I'll step into a higher level. And when I get to that next level, it'll show up again. You know, I'm now doing the world joy movement there will be some people pleasing that shows up. I don't know how it's going to show up, but it's going to be something where maybe it starts out as collaboration and then it turns into something more insidious or less me, you know? Um, I don't know, but I but like from part, from what I have experienced, part of my journey is, is my journey on this, this earth is to be in the state of recovery around that and continue to consistently own more of who I am. When I say that there, what if anything um, comes up for you? No, that was lovely. I really, I love, I've heard you say this before as well. I'm recovering people pleaser. And, and then thinking, wow, that's a great way of, of, you know, I am a recovering hyper achiever or came up in my head. Mm -hmm. Because that was, I think, you know, that's what drove me. I, I like how it's hyperachiever, not just high achiever. Like it has its own space. It's like, like there's there's something that's that's there. Oh yeah, yeah. it was over. It was too much, you know. And, yeah. and so that that kind of was like, oh, 
Oh, right. Because you see, then that, I was thinking while you were saying that, I'm like, oh, right, because then that means the answer to the question that you asked me, you know, what if, or when, when, you know, when do I know that, that, that I'm good, that I've got this, you know, and, and it's like, and I said like, well, maybe never because that's life. And then, and then realizing that's part of being the recovering part of it is that, that, that that is my dark side and that, 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 that is there and that's part of me. And to redefine it like that, that's actually really interesting. Yeah. Continue to allow it to like expand. Like this is this is this is why we're playing the game this way, right? Nothing nothing we're saying is is absolute truth, but for you to be able to have access to that as a potential way of being. Yeah. As a potential way of being in there and and you know, I think about you, I think about your clients, I think like, I, like, we've had conversations around how you've given in spaces. And then like, and, and like, it's like, wait a minute, we get we there, there, are, there are things that there are actions that you take to, and, and like to mitigate against one element of the other. And it's like, I'm glad that you put this down here. I'm glad that this is now a part of our relationship here. Because it's because it gives us a chance to be able to see, okay, what additional tools can I take on my journey of being a, a, a hyperachiever. Look, here's the thing. I'm a recovering people pleaser, but like one of the things that's that's big for me is that like, I just realized that I wasn't pleasing people at a high enough level, right? Like I'm, like, I'm still a, a people pleaser. I just do it like much, much better with much more impact, with much more like sustainability. Like, it's like, it's like, like I can see your smile, right? I'm like, I'm like, we're gonna, I'm gonna serve you so powerfully. You'll never forget this conversation for the rest of your life. And you're gonna wanna come back again, you know? But this time I'm not gonna do it because I think that this was gonna make you feel good or like, actually let's not go there. Cause it's gonna, no, I'm gonna like carve out the path for us to go exactly to the places that we wouldn't normally be able to go. And I'm going to say the things that are uncomfortable for me. And in this conversation, it was not saying anything, you know, and just letting it out. Like the people pleasing me would have been like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Silence, mm-hmm. nothing on my face. Like, like you share what you need to share. There's no judgment at all. There's no reaction at all. If I'm going to be a people pleaser, let me people please at a much higher level. And I'm hearing like, like, like some, like, like you are, you're a hyperachiever. And at some point, like, this, like, like the, the elements of this of like, watch out, like, like it can come back again. It's like, like, I'm hearing your story. It's like, you saw this coming. It wasn't a surprise that you woke up one day and you're like, oh, you <laughs> saw it coming. You saw it happening. You felt it happening. You felt yourself crying in the office. You saw this happening. You like, like, and you're like pushing it away, pushing it away. I got to take care of this. Like you knew, you knew all the right buttons to push so that you would just keep moving forward. You just actively ignored or pushed it out. Yeah. It, 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 it was never like, it was, it was never like it snuck up on you ever. Am I getting it, that right? You are so right. It's absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I can have like hundreds of memories of coming up in my head now of times when I 
literally pushed it away. Yeah. For you, depending on what you want to do with your business and depending on like where you want people to go, like there's a message that you, you yourself, like you're, you're, your story here, I get goosebumps thinking about it again. Like it, like it is, it is incredibly captivating because it's so real. It is so, so real. Like how many hyper achievers out there are caring for, for their, for their family, their powerhouse women, their powerhouse people, and they're just doing whatever it takes, thinking that that's, what's going to get them there. And then at the end of it, you get to the end, you get what you, you did it. You think you got it all. And then you say, you think to yourself, I think I failed them. Yeah. 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 Sometimes we hear these stories and they're talking about, uh, what is it? If you, uh, you climb the, the ladder of success only to find out it's on the wrong wall. Yeah. Like you have your own version of this. You have your own version of like, of like, I was pushing through, I ignored everything because I'm like, this is what's best for them. And then you got to the end, you're like, I don't even know, like, if it was worth it at all. Yeah, yeah, I can have that thought. Absolutely. There is, there's something in this conversation right now that I just want to make sure that I'm being mindful of, right? What, what I'm being mindful of, I just want to just say it so that it doesn't, um, it's, it's in the conversation on my end. So let me say it so that it can be a bit more removed from it. Philippa, you're someone out there that might be able to really make an impact for people who are, who are on the path of hyperachievement. You might, you and your story and the way that you are and the faith, like you might be able to reach them in a way that most other people will come out and be like, no, watch out. You don't want to burn out. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not like, like, that's not, that's not what we need to hear. In fact, like I already have my own worries. I don't need you. And I know that you have your own worries and it's not, it's a bad cycle for you to add your worry on, like add worrying about me to your list of worries. Mm. Did I get that right? Is that what you, is that what you're expressing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's something that when you said I have, I can think of a hundred memories. My thing is to the extent like, and I can say this to you because you're, you're in ownership rather than victimhood. If you're in victimhood, it might be, it, there will be other work that needs to be done to go and share this, these stories out in the world. However, if you're willing to share some of these, some of these stories, the, the, the hundreds of moments where you saw it along the way, right? Like these are areas that we're, we're, you know, we're coaches, like we can get past the fluff of like, go out in the world and live your best life, you know, um, or go out and be like, create and don't, don't hold yourself back and let yourself out there authentically, all that stuff. Great messages, but without like, without the anchoring counterpoint of like, like I've lived a life to know why this is meaningful. It, 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 it becomes harder for people to actually be able to sink their teeth in and to know like, oh, I trust her. She gets me. Mm. Not because she's saying things that I want to hear, but because like, oh, I've been there. It was, for me, it wasn't an office. It was me on my, it, I dropped my kids off to school and I got in my car and just started crying. Or I left my, I left this room. And I just started crying. I just got out of dinner. I just started crying. I was on a phone call with someone. I was in an airport bathroom. Like, like that moment has happened for thousands upon thousands of people. Hmm. Yeah. 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 And I, I absolutely, no question about that. That 
that is so true. I am totally in 100% agreement and believe that. I can feel that actually as a sort of, there are thousands of people out there that I know have experienced something similar. As we like, as we look out here, like, so I, I can, I, this, the thing I need to put in here was not that in particular, but the thing I need to put out was like, oh, wow, if there was some person who could actually serve this group of people, like it would be you, mm -hmm. right? Like, like that, that's it. However, right, we do want to, I think, I think there's also things and I'll, I'll, I'll invite you to go back and rewatch this video and listen to your story because there are actually all throughout this year, like it was like really clear that what your lead indicators were all throughout, like you're like, this happened. I, I like, I could have seen it. I could like, there was, there was all these indications. When I said lead indicators, it was like, you know, since it didn't just happen overnight, there are all these indications out there that, that helped you see it, you know? And for me, I get curious about as you go out in the world and you, and you do your, your upcoming creations, uh, what is the, what what's in place around these lead indicators here um to help you be able to to yeah to to like to to know how to move forward or to like to know it's like it's almost like i think about like a like driving if you get into a, a car accident you're not like i'll never drive again or i've gone over i've gone over 10 miles per hour i gotta stop it's like no but you need to have the speedometer and know like, actually, I don't need to go at X, Y, and Z, or, oh, this is a busy intersection. I now know how to look at that intersection and approach it differently. So um, there's a part, there's a part of me that, that's like, I'm, I'm actually in this moment right now. I got to ask two questions, actually. One, are you in a space where you have the capacity to go, like, like to go any further with this? Or like, actually, have we, have we gone where we need to go for today and you're complete? Let I me just, let me ask that. Yeah, I okay. have to go further. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, uh, the there's a part of me that like there's a part of me that like um, realizes that I need to make sure I ask you what it is that you want from like given all this that we've talked about here, right? All I knew was that we we're going to create space for you to slow down and explore the burnout. You know, um, there's some things that I that if you're if you're okay with, I'd like to take some time to share back some of the things that I heard that felt that didn't just feel like, like, yeah, that, that reached me or that, that like, if you're, if you, how do I say it, that feel like they could either be tools in your toolkit or stories for, for, for you to continue supporting yourself and others. Are you good with me sharing back some of those that, that really stuck out? Okay. Yeah. Um, I talked to you already about the victim, victim versus ownership that really like, that really um, came through. Um, you said something earlier, right? I took, you took a job that was too big for you, you know, and you knew it, you know? And there's a part of me that like, as I was listening there, like, I'm like, okay, is that an indication? Should she not take on things that are too big for her? But then there was things that you said a little bit later on that came in where you're like, I was a principal. I took on the job as an, as an a principal, but I had two to three vice presidents and an assistant and they all got sick. Like what I got from there was like, not only were you taking on something that was larger, like than where you had been in the past, but the support system was there. You said, I had no support system. I had no one there. And I was already in a job that stretched me and I had to, and I had to do everything on, on my own. Yeah, yeah. 
And so there's an element here that that one of the things that that comes out for me is like, okay, support support system wise, as you for whatever you choose to create now, like what what is what is the what is the support system that you actually want to have in place? And as those things fall off, what are your um, I call it like the Andon cord, which is like a, a Toyota lean manufacturing, lean manufacturing thing where it's like, if something's off on the assembly line, you shut the whole assembly line down and yeah. you fix it and then you continue on. Yeah. So um, yeah, you literally said like, I'll cope. Like everyone went, everyone fell away from you and it's like, I'll cope. So that to me, it's also like a, that, that sentence I'll cope is a, is an indicator. It's like, it's like a flashing light on it, like check engine. Yes. Right. yes. Let me pause. Let me pause with that. There's going to be a couple of things here. And any any reactions to that? Any response? I'm not, I, right now. I'm just I'm throwing it back. I'm not necessarily saying this is where you need to go with it. Thoughts. No, but I. This is really good. This is this is. I love that because that's definitely sort of things that I have in place, and and some of it's a bit diffuse. And so this is going to be good to really make it more visual for me, of of, you know putting on those brakes and going that's it stop that's it you know this is you can't carry on like this um and 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 there there, you know definitely I have a completely different support system here that, that you know it's very clear for me now and and thinking about it as well it's like and it's something that it's, it's an aspect now that you've brought it up i am going to keep as a living place to go back to you know it's like it's not oh i've got the structure in place that's fine now i can do what i like and it's going to be fine it's like check in does that structure still serve me you know it, it's it's almost like a sort of risk assessment you know is is like like you send you know if we're going to carry on with the cars and everything it's like you know you send the car to the MOT they, they go and you know you get to check every few years or whatever it's like don't hop over it do it because you don't want to be driving somewhere and you have a breakdown because you didn't do that check yeah and and sort of or check the oil you know don't hop over it check the oil because you don't want an overheated engine because you didn't check the oil so so it's I think it's, I think I really like that because it's like, okay, that actually is not only something that is going to be good for me, but it will be good for my future clients to actually visualize and, and have a, a strategy even around. It's like, it, it becomes a strategy. It becomes a check-in, che- you know, check oil, check the oil. Yeah, like that's like you said earlier you said like oh i'm faster at recovering now and i'm like i'm like philippa uh i don't want that for me for you i don't want you to have to like get to a place where like well if the burnout did happen i could come back much faster it wouldn't take years this time that's not it right we're, we're and like we're in the place of and like the, the car analogy for me is it's like you, like we don't want you to be in fear every time you get into the car we want like but like but like we we do understand that like like for like as someone like I remember myself at 22 years old driving um driving all through there was a time I was definitely driving too fast I had uh ice cream that I wanted to eat at the same time it was like an empty six-way highway six-lane highway uh and I was trying to do so much and I just like it was it was 
it was a recipe for disaster. And I'm really glad that it didn't that it didn't end up that way. And it just changed the way I drove going forward. Now it's a very it's a different experience uh, that that you've had. I'm not trying to to truly relate it there. Um, and I will like I I, I think I'm going to continue sharing back some of the things that that you said. Like because I, I, I don't think that this is like here to be like now look out for this, look out for that. That's not really the intent. The intent here is is to share back some things that you said that that were part of the story that maybe maybe you're aware of it, maybe you're not, um, can continue to be in your toolkit. And perhaps you're using it for you, or perhaps you're using it as language to help someone else know, like, hey, by the way, like, like you're a hyperachiever, like, here goes, here goes someone, like, what is your equivalent of this? Mm. I heard things from you, you said, I don't wanna be here. Like, like you knew, I don't want to be here. So that felt that to me feels like like a uh, a lead indicating phrase, you know. The I'll cope, like another lead indicating phrase that that's there. Um, oh, what was it that you you had said earlier? I'm just looking really quickly at some of the quotes that you said, and some of the things that stuck out as like um, thoughts that might be uh, thought, thoughts that might be there without actually um, being feelings, right? Um, I could just pick up my bags and leave. I force myself to do everything. I'll, I'll stay there, right? And then, uh, and then the last thing I'm gonna point out for now, and then I just need to just check in with you on one, one other thing, uh, was is the element of the powerhouse. My goodness, my friend. Uh, I knew you were powerful, but like, I like the thing for me is like, is that I wouldn't want you to hide your powerhouseness. Right. Uh, I think, I think, there's, I think there's an element like, like you share a story like this and you're like, like our last conversation, like I'm looking to like come in and be in my power there. It's like, yo, you started out this conversation and we know where your power is immediately. You know, it isn't, there's no power pose or I got to step into my body or any of that stuff. You're like, I was out there advocating for children's rights and like when it comes to education and this, you know where else my power lines? If someone comes even close to like bullying my child within 24 hours, that is rectified. That is done. I do not tolerate it. You know, I do not tolerate it. Um, yeah, let's come up with it as I say this here for you. Yeah, I'm laughing, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So like, so, so, um, and you talk about like, like the power of being in control of my life and my destiny, uh, and, and not contributing. And, uh, for me, when you said that, the thing that came up once again was around the, the word powerhouse. And it's, and in my mind, it's like, okay, as we go forward, like Philippa is a powerhouse, like it, and denying you the ability to be a powerhouse is denying you. Right. Uh, and like, that's, that's, I don't like, I don't want to be, I want to say like, go be a house because if you're a powerhouse, you'll, you'll burn out. No, like, like let's go ahead and, and help you be a powerhouse, but now let's help you be a powerhouse at the level that you are actually at for what it is. It's like, you know, you, you run, you run anything too long and at the wrong, the wrong speed or the wrong, like, um, how do I say it? Yeah. If you just run anything that's that, like going back to cars right now, it's like, if you take a, well, you know, you, you drive a Ferrari and you can, you can push that as hard as you need to push it, even though like pushing might be a different thing that you would do. Someone, someone's going to be like, you never would do that with a Ferrari, <laughs> but like, 
you know, but there's certain cars that are made for that kind of, that kind of things, you know, it doesn't mean that all cars can't go. Right. And so, so I get really curious about what, like, what does Philippa need? Like, like who is Philippa as this new level of powerhouse? What is, what is the clean, sustainable way to be a powerhouse in this space? Like it, like to play at this level, like upgrading your powerhouse levels. What are the, what are the support systems you have around you? What are the, the thoughts that you're listening out to? What are the, the, the systems and, um, and lead indicators that, that are, that go around you? That to me feels like a big question. You know, it's like, how do you continue to be a power? Cause I know you, I experience you. You have so much energy, so much to give in, in the world here. Um, and I wouldn't want to, to go through our, the, our friendship and our relationship and our, and, and everything from here from the standpoint of like, but I can't, like, if I return back to powerhouseness, everything might be at risk. Exactly. Yeah. And and that feels so liberating when you say that. What, fe- what, like, what feels liberating? Well, it's like, you know, you saying that and I'm like, I get it now. I can be a powerhouse and it's okay. And at this space, I mean, I feel space like mentally in my emotions now, I feel space, that there is space for me to do that. It's sort of a faith. More than belief, faith, it's landed there. That, that it's, yeah. Ah, it feels good. It feels good. It's like, yeah. I can be who I am. Full stop. Period. Full stop. Yeah. I'm feeling here, Philippa, that this is a good place for us to like. I, like, I would want to go on. There's so much here. Like, we talked a lot. I, I think, I think it's, I think it'd be a good space for us to complete this conversation, let some of this stuff integrate, and then come back again to see, like, okay, now we can talk about the creation question again. Yeah. You know. Uh, part of it being how do we create you so you can go out and create uh create in the world there's 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 stuff about what yeah there's it's um yeah and i i think that's that's what i want to i want to hold as continue to hold as space for you uh continue to hold as space to play inside of the world joy movement it's funny you started out this whole thing around um burnout doesn't like doesn't really live with joy i'm like like the, the a movement is supposed to take you somewhere to me when you describe this here what I heard, like, I heard that the result was burnout, but I was hearing a story of suffering, you know, and it's, and it's, and it was like, I will cope. I can deal with this. I will be with this here. Actually, you know what, whether you're suffering or not, it's like, shut up and get the work done. 
you know? And to me, when I look at like, like the World Joy Movement, it is a movement of saying, how do we take a world that is currently suffering with people who are currently suffering and help make a more joyful space out of it? So suffering is actually right at the core of this stuff. Yeah. It is absolutely there. Someone's, someone might have burnout. Someone might have like financial like turmoil. Someone like we'll have different results of it all, but we're suffering. Yeah. We're suffering. And if we're not calling that out, then like then we then we lose our credibility in our in our authenticity in terms of actually being in a joyful conversation because we get it we know it we've lived it and we're and we are now actively doing things not just to protect ourselves against it but saying given that we have this knowledge how can we now apply that in a way that like can help us and help others not just avoid it, but continue to be, to create success even beyond that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. I really, that was a good reframe. It's a story of suffering. Mm. So I want to, I want to, I, I think, I think this is the right time. I think we complete here, right? There's, there's, we complete here, we create additional space for us to we let some integration come through. We create additional space for us to say, okay. And you can let me know, maybe we're not at creation space. Maybe you're like, look, some things came out and I wanna just understand what, like how do I take what I just said and use that powerfully or use that to create myself as a powerhouse or whatever it is, we'll see what it is. But I, I think that I think that'd be the wrong move in this moment right now to just try and like bring us into that kind of creation energy um, we, we're creating something different right now. I think I think yeah. we want to give some space for integration first. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd love that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to say in order to be complete in this space here? No, it was lovely landing on those two words, full stop or period. Mm -hmm. That was... I realized that I, there were no more words. It was like, yeah, I could have said that. I'm complete. There it is. There it is. Well, thank you, Philippa. Uh, I'm going to make a quick uh, address to, to everyone here. You can stay on, you can take off, but I'm going to just make a quick address here. Y'all, this is why we play in the World Joy Movement. Like, this is a, it's a conversation that, that gives space for everything. Because like we are out there trying to figure out something that hasn't been done yet. And we are people, we are humans that are going that are going through it our own self. We have our own human experience. I invite you to watch, to reflect, and to to also just watch this a few times, you know, watch various parts of the story, watch some of the interactions afterwards, see how we integrated, see why why do we pause in certain places, what we're going on there. And, and notice not just the content of the conversation, which in and of itself was powerful, the context in which we actually used to get to, to some of the places that we did and the choices that we made. So that you can bring into your world, into your context, a new and additional tools and resources to have deeper, more powerful, more meaningful conversations and more actions from there.
It's the World Joy Movement. Yeah. What was your greatest insight from this conversation? And if you want to come and be a part of a conversation like this live, it's really simple. Just go to BeWorldJoy.com and come introduce yourself and let's take the conversation to the next level because you're there now. All right, let's play.